Okay, read it out. Okay, so there's a, someone kindly asked this question, which says, "Have you ever emotionally liked someone whilst being in your current or last relationship?" I feel personally attacked, to be honest. <laughs> How does she know? I personally can say that I haven't emotion really like deeply emotionally yeah. liked someone else while I've been. Obviously, only person I've been with is Ed, and I haven't been in a situation. If anything, it's like while I was dating other people, I've liked Ed. Yeah. But like a proper relationship, no, I haven't. I think for me, if I'm completely honest, I started to really like somebody towards. <laughs> Cara's making the weirdest faces while she's drinking the champagne. <laughs> Trying to be honest here and open up Sorry, to the podcast. No, if I'm completely honest, towards the end of my last relationship. I started to like somebody and I think that's what kind of opened me up to the fact that actually I wasn't happy in my relationship anymore. I think it was kind of like the last eye opener that I needed and looking back now it's so easy for me to see that there were so many eye opening moments that I should have kind of realized along the way way before that. So I and I actually think that that sort of emotional betrayal of like liking somebody else is almost worse than sort of physical cheating. Or it's more of like a red flag of this is not the relationship. Exactly. Like if you if you can start liking someone else, then that's like a sign of. Yeah, because it clearly means that there's something in your heart that's not one hundred percent with the other person. At least from my experience, that is what it was like. And I think for me, it was kind of like the telltale sign of clearly this isn't the relationship that I'm supposed yeah. to be in or that I'm like 100% happy in. And I'm not going to lie, that was really, really hard. Like that was not a nice experience to go through. And for anybody who's like in a similar situation or has gone through a similar situation, I think you'll probably know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then, you know, I'm happy for you because it's just, it's not a great feeling at all. But I feel like if you are in a situation where maybe you do, you are experiencing anything like that, I think the most important thing is just to be ruthlessly honest with yourself and to be questioning, okay, why are you feeling this way towards somebody else when you are in a relationship with somebody? You know, is it because you're looking for a way out? Is it because you're looking for a distraction? Is it because, you know, this is just like something, you know, a harmless sort of little crush when you know that deep down, you know, you truly love the other person. And I think whatever it is, I think it's always worth communicating with your partner about it because at the end of the day, that conversation is going to be so hard and it's going to hurt both of you. And that's just going to, that's just the truth of it. You know, it's yeah. not, but nobody. Happen now, it will hurt five years from then, 10 years from Exactly. Like it's, it's inevitable. It's going to hurt either way, but I think both of you will probably be best off if you try and be as honest as possible about it. First with yourself. And then as soon as you figure it out, even you know whilst you're still trying to figure it out like just trying to involve the other person into it all as soon as possible because I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody else like you owe them that respect to be communicating with them as soon as possible and as soon as you're having those other feelings and I know that that's not easy like it's so so difficult so but like you said I think it is important to try to like give yourself the time to really understand what you're feeling before you tell the other person because you don't want to speak out of like irrational feelings that aren't true. Like make sure that whatever you're feeling is real. And and this again goes back to the whole mon- monogamy thing. But sometimes in relationships, 
I think it's natural to like meet someone new and that's exciting and like they're so interesting and yeah. they're really exciting and you want to get to know them and stuff and like you might be like oh but I love the person that I'm with but I'm really excited to get to know this person yeah. and then that might make you question like oh is my relationship not strong enough should I be this this excited but I just think it's it's normal human nature to want to meet so many people and like mm-hmm. get to know like whether it's friendship or like meeting someone that you can be attracted to regardless it's still like that excitement of getting to meet someone new but I don't want like whoever's listening to them just like because they had that initial excitement to, to meet someone else to be like yeah. oh my relationship isn't stable because no it is stable it's just I mean it's just normal to feel excited I think to meet other people it's the initial like talking phase and getting to know someone that can all feel exciting but it doesn't like devalue your actual relationship yeah so I yeah. guess it's just like figuring out the difference of like yeah like do you like the, do you like this new person because they're because they're new or do you like them because you think they're more compatible to you than the other person you're with yeah and also if you're constantly liking new people is it because you're looking for some sort of excitement that you yeah, feel like, like maybe external validation yeah exactly sometimes whoever you're with whenever they compliment you or make you feel and this is for someone who's like searching for external validation yeah your partner might tell you you're beautiful every day but that, because you're so used to it when a stranger tells it you, almost it like it doesn't register exactly. yeah it's know. like when your parents tell you you're beautiful and you're like well you have you to have say to that, say that exactly. <laughs> and i feel like that again has a lot to do with like your own insecurities and like your own confidence within yeah. yourself but then and also i think the way you communicate to your partner with how you want to be loved we were talking about this before you we were recording about like your love languages and everything like that and i think that's actually something really important to talk about with the other person of like how do you feel most loved because I think if you manage to communicate that well then hopefully that's something where the other person can feel or you can feel like the most secure that you can and then in turn the other person can as well yeah regardless if it's like a new type of feeling yeah I think about like novelty novelty thing is such a big like lust and novelty is so like yeah, because it's, it is, I think it's kind of, that is the whole, it is super, like, exciting, and I think that's what, like, humans crave as well, and that's why the initial dating phase is, like, yeah. so romanticized, yeah, and, yeah, exactly, and people, like, crave that you as well. You remember, like, that feeling, like, you might get excited about meeting someone new, but three years from now, they will be the old person that you're with, and there will be yeah. someone out there that will be new and exciting, like, it's just, you have to make the choice to think, is it worth it? yeah and then just like evaluate the current relationship you're in and like think are there other signs yeah because i guess me and cara have both been in like similarly long relationships and just cara has been in one where you know that you know you're making the right choice every day to commit to that person because you love them and you know that they're the right person for you yeah i think for me because ed is my first boyfriend it's i obviously have those moments where i'm like is this the best there is out there? And, like, I, yeah. I kind of wish I had something to compare to. Obviously, I know Ed is a great guy, and, like, I'm really happy with him. But I, but I think when you do have those experiences, you know what to look out for and, yeah. like, what truly makes you happy. And it, I think it's only natural for me to be like, oh, is this missing something yeah. that I don't know of? It's, it's the fact that I just don't know of things. But, okay, I might be in a situation where I don't know what it could have been like if I had other experiences. But is it worth risking what I have now? No. Yeah. Like, I would... The thought of losing... Well, dramatic. The thought of losing... <laughs> the thought of losing him isn't worth it. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Not even to just experience things with other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ed and I are, are out of the honeymoon phase. Yeah. 
and what we have now is is good i don't i wouldn't complain about it so yeah if we break up <laughs> it'll be so bad no but I, that's the thing like even if you do break up you'll learn so much from this and that doesn't mean that the time that you've had till then was like a waste or bad at all you know yeah i always feel like i think if anybody knows elizabeth day and her how to fail podcast i do love it and she talks about this concept quite a lot about like why do relationships have to be considered a failure just because they ended and i think that's really often the way relationships are talked about like as long as as soon as you've broken up that means that like that relationship didn't work out or it was a failure or something like that and i just think that's the wrong way to look at it like either way you're gonna have made experiences with that person you're gonna have gained you know so much from that person like learn from them whether that's like just knowing what you don't want knowing what you want just learning because I feel like you always learn from another person kind of grow within a relationship and I think even if which obviously I don't hope or want for you at all but even if you did break up with Ed that wouldn't devalue the time that you had together whatsoever exactly it will always be like three whatever four or five years of my life yeah and that you genuinely loved somebody and you had such a strong connection like nothing's gonna take away from that no matter what happens in the future you know which is why i think like no matter what happens and like you could look back on this and be like i would hope that you just be like yeah you know i i stand by whatever i said and i feel like you've always been an advocate for this like whenever i've told you like i'm nothing without ed like I'd be so upset. You've always... Don't get me wrong, Leo loves Ed. Like, she's met him so many times and she gets on really well and yeah. she loves us as a couple. But Leo's always been that friend that reminds me, like, I am more than the relationship. Yeah. And, like, I was fine without him once and I will be, obviously. Hopefully I don't have to be, but yeah. if ever it comes to be, like, that's just life and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it almost, like, makes a relationship stronger to know that you're choosing to be in it even though you could be fine on your own, you know, yeah. it's not like you're only in it because you're like dependent on the other person and like you couldn't live without them anymore. No, yeah. you would, you both would be fine. Yeah, but we won't. But you're actively choosing to be with each other because you love each other and that's, you know, what makes you both the happiest. Yeah. And I think that's like the beauty of a relationship, yeah. especially in like in your early 20s and like modern day dating. Like there's something very romantic about choosing to be committed to each other when almost all the odds are kind of stacked against you in a way and kind of like i feel like and this might be like a completely different thing but like and i always feel like when we're talking about 20s and like the way society represents us it's always as if these are the years you're supposed to be having fun and like getting with many people and just like not settling down so i think when ed and i are obviously in this really young situation of settling down i feel like this and i know it's not that rare but to me it feels rare when all when a lot of my friends are in very like going out fun phases yeah. of their lives but it just depends on the person and like what's worth it yeah yeah and you can still have fun and go out with the person yeah it is a, i think it is a choice yeah and in the future like some some people will say oh you you like missed out on the young like you have ages to settle down and meet the person like mm. now you should be, just be having fun but it's fun like if, if i was bored i wouldn't be with them <laughs> like, yeah if i had obviously big doubts i wouldn't be with them so yeah yeah this feels like a therapy session (laughs) i feel like it's it's so interesting as well because i think it's so dependent on like the social and like cultural circle that you grew up in because from what i see or from like i don't know southern 
South USA, sort of like Texas, Utah sort of thing. I think it's really common to be like early 20s and married sort of thing. So like you would, as well. yeah, exactly. So yeah. you would probably be, Perfect there. yeah, fitting right in. Like Both if not like, <laughs> and then here where we live, we live in London for anybody that doesn't know, or like London sort of surrounding areas. I do feel a bit of like the odd one out. Because the, the, like, all of our uni friends, most of them are, are single, yeah. So of going out every weekend, very much living, like, the stereotypical 20s single life. Yeah. And sometimes I, sometimes I make, like, sad comments where I'm like, oh, I'm living, like, through Leo, you know, like, hearing all her experiences yeah. of, like, getting, like, having fun, whatever. Or, like, through other people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite sad, actually, saying that, because obviously... I could be in that situation if I wanted to. Like, I'm choosing yeah. not... I need to remind myself, like, I'm choosing not to be in that situation. Yeah. And, like, the, just because you're having, like, fun in different ways doesn't mean I'm not having fun. Yeah. It's just, like, a different type of fun. Exactly. It's, like, a type of fun that's often, I think, just not as romanticized, you know? Like, I think it's very much romanticized, the idea of, like, being in your 20s and, like, going out and, I don't know, meeting new people and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think in a relationship you have so many special moments that you have like just the two of you you know that like you don't really share with other people but you keep them for yourself and like you know why they're so special so I think whatever situation you're in whether you're single or in a relationship like they're both equally as valuable and I feel like they both have like their time and place in your life and they'll both you know no matter what you're in I think also it doesn't it has it serves no purpose to be wishing something away or like to be wishing for something else like if you're single right now I feel like there's so many people who are single and are like oh I just wish I had a boyfriend or I wish I had a girlfriend and it's like I feel like that's the wrong attitude to have like you should enjoy the time that you have it's a privilege in in my mind it's a privilege to get to spend that time with yourself to have that much focus and time to spend on just your own interests on like Literally every day, that's something that I really enjoyed when I first became single. Like every day you wake up and you're like, what do I want to do? Who do I want to spend my time with? You know, and it's... Like your choice. Exactly. You don't have to worry about anyone else. Exactly. And there's a beauty in the act of like being selfish in that way, you know. And that doesn't mean that you don't have to see friends or that you don't care about other people. Obviously not. But there is a certain... I think it's a very privileged position to be in. And on the flip side, being in a relationship, you know, I also don't think that you should be, you know, being envious of people being single and all of that because it's that thing of like, yeah, the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. And likewise, they're going to be looking at your relationship and going to be looking for that because why else are people on dating apps and, Mm -hmm. you know, going on dates after dates after dates? Exactly. And you just have to appreciate how special and rare it is to find somebody that you genuinely connect with because that is not that easy to find yeah. and somebody that you just you know the you fancy and you love and I don't know I think both situations are like equally valuable and you shouldn't feel pressured either way I do feel like sometimes though when like let's say there's two friends hang- hanging out one person single and one person in a relationship the person in a relationship is more likely to spend that evening like 
talking about the experiences of the single yeah. person and like what they're going through and all that excitement and stuff because if this if the person in a relationship spent the whole evening talking about like oh me and my boyfriend spent mm-hmm. all night cuddling last night and it was the <laughs> best thing ever obviously the person that's single is going to be like oh, kind yeah. of like oh i wish i had that uh, na, na, yeah. na, and like it just becomes a different tone like a different situation yeah so i guess maybe that's how i feel sometimes mm-hmm. having conversations like i'd much more rather sit there and listen to other people's experiences i had the same thing when i was in a relationship than to feel that guilt of like i'm happy but i don't want you guys to feel like i'm happy and i'm like boasting and making you feel kind of bad about it and i think it's also that thing of what we were talking about of like the novelty and excitement like for me as well when i was in a relationship i loved hearing about people's dating experiences because it's just like so fun exactly and it's just like like each week it's a different guy different story yeah (laughs) it's so cool and even now like obviously i am single and like i love hearing about other people's stories still like i feel like i love hearing about people's stories either way because it's just like it's just fun isn't it like i think that's why everybody's obsessed with romantic comedies and reality tv shows and dating shows like people at the end of the day love love you know love connection love whether it goes well or doesn't go well like i think there's something there has to be like something going on which is why like when people ask me like how are you and ed and i'm like we're stable yeah we've been stable for three years like there's nothing really to say or report back on which is why i feel like i always feel like the conversation gets cut short because I really don't have anything like dramatic, like kind of, and this goes to the whole like girls love gossip and like yeah. we like to be involved in conversations that that maybe involve mm. input and being like oh this is like giving advice or whatever. But when I say when people ask me like how are you and Ed and I'm like we're good. Like there is really not much more to say. Like do they really want to hear details? <laughs> like oh we've you know we put a smart meter in our house the other day. <laughs> like no one cares about that shit. We did <laughs> the other day. It's working really well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> But, like, I'm not going to obviously go into detail. That was a great story, Cara. I'm so glad you shared that with us. Thanks. What <laughs> what else happened? I mean, he the, the smart meter guy stayed way too long. And then I, he was dealing with the gas, so I couldn't really cook dinner. So we had to order a takeaway. Oh, my God. you Hard life. I know. <laughs> but see what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, that's the, that's the max I could say. Whereas if a person's, like, dating someone new, there's, like, oh, what's he like? What, da, da, da. Yeah. Does he treat you this way? Do you think he's going to ask you on a second date? Like, there's so much you want to know about the other person which is why i think true friendships are the ones where you can talk about relationships for a bit but then that's like you know there's so many other things to talk about yeah i agree and i also feel like yeah it's almost in a relationship if you have loads of new emotions and stuff like that to like update on if it's like a long relationship then it's likely going to be in like times of crisis or like times when like things have almost been i don't know a bit turbulent from my experience which so I think for you and Ed it's probably a good thing, you know, that you feel like you don't have, nothing have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> as in like nothing to like update people yeah, on when yeah. they're like asking like, Oh my god, what's the news with like you and Ed sort of thing. Kara's <laughs> moving her ring finger about. In the future. <laughs> yeah. But those like I think that will be like the next big thing we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Friends or whatever. Yeah. What do you what's think about the like about the fact that engagement and wedding are so celebrated especially in females lives like almost more than like a job promotion or anything like that i mean i'm against like the like when people are like oh my god finally like when they make you feel like that this is what you've spent your whole life waiting for and like you're now complete as a woman because you've gotten engaged or whatever and there's always, like, after the wedding, there's always, like, the depression period where, like, you've spent so much time and energy onto this one day. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I think the day sometimes is hyped up so much more than yeah. the actual concept of that marriage. Yeah. And it gets lost into like in translation of like what's actually more important, what the table cloths look like or like the fact that you're getting married, you know. Yeah. But yeah, this goes into whole like gender conversation. And I don't equally, know. do you feel like a woman's worth in society diminishes more if she's divorced versus a man who's been divorced before? Well, based on my culture, yeah. I just know that like if a woman gets a divorce, she's she's looked at like as if she's basically done. Like no man will ever want her again. Which is so sad. Yeah, and that might be kind of backwards actually. Like That's uh, very and backwards, and when I say yeah. this like when I say this like oh my culture, I'm talking about like not my friends. I'm talking about like my parents' generation, maybe yeah. grandparents' generation. And I'm happy that you grew yeah, up. Yeah, and I'm very happy that it's moving that way. We're actually like the people that are my age don't see it that way. But we never see like a man getting a divorce is always the, there's the automatic assumption that oh the, the girl was not right for him. Really? Yeah. Whereas if like if we're talking about the woman's perspective, it's always oh she wasn't good enough to be with the man. Yeah, sexism in it. <laughs> like that goes into a whole other conversation. But I think I think our generation is changing that, mm. and we're like normalizing that somewhat like it happens. Yeah. And we're fighting for the idea that I think it's more it's better to be divorced than to be in a relationship that doesn't make you happy or makes yeah. the other person happy. Yeah. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on it? I think it's so. Well, I guess we started off by like the whole I don't know engagement and like how much it's celebrated and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think. At the end of the day, what I think it's a beautiful thing to want to celebrate your commitment to the other person, which is why yeah. I also understand why people would be against the idea of marriage and the whole concept, because I do think it's obviously very like traditional concept, like rooted in like the church and this idea of like the father giving away the bride. Like there's, I think there's a lot of things about it that are very much like I mean, literally question that. Yeah, exactly. It's like why very is, much. Why is the dad giving? Is this idea that the dad is giving the from one man to the other, to like another it, man for him to take care of her? Exactly. The new father figure. Yeah, and I feel like that sort of thing. If you like question a lot of the things that happen, yeah. like surrounding the whole concept of marriage, I think they're very much like rooted in the patriarchy yeah. and not very feminist at all. But I think the the foundation of it I think you just need to interpret it like the way you kind of want it and to me what I would want my marriage to be about is about celebrating a commitment a lifelong commitment to to your partner and I think that in itself is kind of beautiful that you get to celebrate that with like your family and friends but I would not want that to be my main achievement in life. I would not want that to be the thing that people congratulate me more on than my career success or my, you know, the success that I've achieved in other areas of my life. And I feel like it would be, you know, I feel like that moment when you, I don't know, post that thing, you know, that that photo on your Instagram with your ring on your finger, that's going to be the one that gets the most attention versus like, I don't know, a post, yeah, where... And then the next thing is when you get... Have your, you get pregnant with your first child? Yeah, exactly. And mother. And yeah. That's what you were born to be. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's really interesting. I feel like I don't know. Women's worth is very much intrin- like in society linked to whether she gets a husband and whether she starts a family. And 
I think it's really hard for us to like yeah. be able to I don't know separate ourselves from it and realize okay what are actually our own goals and like aspirations with it and why do we have certain visions for our own future like I'm not saying that I have fully figured that out so loud. I thought music so loud. <laughs> and it's like nightclub music. <laughs> I'm not here for it. <laughs> Excuse me, we're trying to talk about feminism <laughs> and women's rights. And then when it comes to divorce, yeah. I completely agree with what you were saying before with like the thing of I think it is always better to separate versus be in an unhappy marriage. I think that's unfair on both people. It's unfair on, like, children if children are involved. It's just not safe. Yeah. I do think that, like, marriage in itself shouldn't be something that, like, is entered lightly. Like, I feel like a lot of people, because they know it's so easy to get divorced nowadays, maybe don't treat the, I don't know, like, marriage seriously enough, if that makes sense. Um, but again, I think that's actually going, I think the number of marriages is going back in our generation because people have seen that so many, I think of our parents' generation have gotten divorced. Yeah. I think we're kind of like the generation of divorced parents in a weird way. Mm. I think we're very lucky to be both from families where, yeah. And I, I don't know if lucky is the right word because, you know, I think. But we have like a unique perspective on it. Yeah. I think. Maybe maybe we're more hopeful for our own marriages. Yeah. Because we don't know what it's actually like to be in a household where divorce is just the reality of it. Yeah, and I think both can lead to very happy families, but I think it's just, yeah, I guess we have a very yeah. one-sided perspective in that way because we've both grown up in, in households where, where the marriage is sort of stuck. Yeah. I but, have something con- controversial to say. Ooh. Like, I know, obviously, like, divorce is, is important when you're both like really unhappy Mm. but i don't want to become like a part of a generation where like you said marriage is so easy but divorce is just as easy because i think that takes away the whole point of marriage like like i get so get so upset when i see couples that are just like newlyweds and they've had like one fight and then they get a divorce and i'm like but the whole point of marriage is to be there with for through the highs and lows like i think sometimes we forget that relationships will have really low like low lows but it's like marriage is the whole point of like committing to that person to be willing to fight yeah. for it, regardless of the law. Obviously, if like there's circumstances that like won't allow it, like the whole idea of divorce is easy and stuff takes away the value of marriage in itself. Yeah. I think because I I know of marriages where like the person cheats on someone because mm-hmm. like let's say they feel, felt like their actual partner wasn't showing them affection yeah. or whatever. But sometimes those marriages, like let's say that happens, instead of divorcing, why don't you like actually talk Work about it, it get help yeah. talk through it and make the effort obviously if it's like a every week he's cheating on you with someone else that's a whole different story but if it like comes from a yeah i think there sometimes we need to realize that actually the reality of things is these things might happen and yeah. i'm not just saying he will cheat on maybe she will cheat on like it's not yeah. a gender thing but that is life like yeah there will be moments where you are weak and something like this might happen and like i'm I think my dad has sat me down as well and been like, you need to realize that like marriage is being with someone through literally all the highs, but also all the lows. Yeah. Even sickness as well. Yeah. Like you need to realize like just because someone is sick and no longer the person you married doesn't give you, like, I think the reason to leave. Like yeah. you've married them knowing that this might happen. Yeah. So I think life is just a lot less black and white than we were kind of taught to believe when we were kids. 
like the same thing with like or the way like romantic comedies or movies in general would make you believe relationships don't work that way like there's so many gray areas in between that I don't know like <laughs> life is messy you know and sometimes things don't make sense and sometimes you stay with people even though if that was in a romantic comedy you wouldn't but you know yeah. you do because you love that person and the other person loves you and because it feels right and you you stay and work through these things like I think it's just I think people love to put things in boxes and say like oh if this happens and that is a definite no and that means your relationship is over but I think in reality things often it's so look much more complicated. Yeah, yeah things look very different something that really annoys me in rom-coms as well is it it always ends when the relationship just begins. Yeah. It always shows always. you. It always shows like the you first the, kiss or something. Exactly. It shows <laughs> you the before, like them, you know, liking the lust. It shows. It yeah. Just want the like the whole like fun new novelty thing. But these movies don't prepare you for the reality of it. That's ever. so true. There's very few movies like just about <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> I think Modern Love is actually a great series. Have you watched a few? No, ep- I'll have to watch it. We can watch an episode together. Yeah, let's do it. Because we wanted to watch a movie. I think it's too late for a movie. <laughs> it's like 2 a.m. now. <laughs> I'm so ready for that movie. Though. <laughs> no, it is late. We can still watch the movie. But I think you'd love Modern Love. Yeah. I think it's just like an eye-opening show. Right? Yeah. Listen to the podcast as well. Okay, should we do our final question? We've wandered off so <laughs> far. <laughs> question i'm gonna answer <laughs> is was um <laughs> i'm losing my words even as i speak i can't even speak the question is what's your experience with italian people this was asked by an italian person who to just to give some context to anybody who doesn't know i met an italian person on holiday <laughs> um no, I met a very nice Italian guy when I was in Spain. And so my, my experience has been very positive. I don't really know what to say without being being super cringy. But so far, you know what? Italians have positively surprised me. And I've only met one Italian. Really? Mm. His name was Francesco. Ooh, that's such a classic Italian. He had a crush on me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to getting to know the Italian culture more. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I feel like it might have a lot of resemblance to like my culture as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because like the photos I've seen and stuff, it's like playing cards or like all friends gathering. Like it's maybe maybe not with like materialistic things, but like va- like cultural like, yeah, family, like family values. values. Very similar. Yeah. Hopefully. Love that. Love Italian boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's <laughs> such a random it. last question. I but... know. Do we have any other questions that we definitely wanted to answer? Okay, I've got one last question. Who would you rather have in your bed? Is that actually a question? Barney, Dino, or Godzilla? <laughs> Who's Barney? Oh. Who's Barney? My dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Barney, and then who's what? Who's Dino? Dino? I don't know. Godzilla is the guy, <laughs> like the King Kong guy, right? I hate this question. <laughs> I really hate it. Um... But Barney's so fucking creepy, like, stares at you. I used to watch him as a kid. I know, but like, like, okay, I had a kid's party. Like, my mom and dad made me a little kid's party yeah, for my birthday party. Yeah. And they bought a Barney. They, <laughs> okay, they, they, like, 
rented a, a guy. <laughs> they got a guy to come as an entertainment dressed in Barney. How, what are they called? I don't know. But basically, he was creepy. The The costume was genuinely creepy. Like, in person, Barney's not as nice as he looks on television, okay? So, definitely not Barney for me. And not Godzilla. I, who's the middle guy? Do you know? Do I know? <laughs> Maybe that person. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I would have said Bonnie, but now you really burned him. <laughs> Barney's creepy. We don't, we don't stand Barney in our lives. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Godzilla because I feel like the... I feel like he'd be kind of hairy and manly. Are we thinking about the same Godzilla? I don't know. Is he like a lizard or something? <laughs> I thought he was a monkey. <laughs> I'm gonna giggle this all the microphone. <laughs> he's a lizard. <laughs> oh my god! I swear. If he's a lizard, I'm actually gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Why am I thinking of a lizard? <laughs> right now go on images godzilla looks terrifying he does oh yeah godzilla versus kong they fight oh they're in a movie together yeah like, it's king kong looks a bit cuter it's the- <laughs> i want i want king kong in my bed because he's hairy <laughs> what was the middle person though dino <laughs> who's dino though i feel like we should google that. isn't that just a dinosaur yeah. Is Dino? It's just a nickname for Dino. Like, it's just Who asked this question? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Why would those three options come to your mind? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our answer is, is neither. Neither. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm re-questioning. I'm re-questioning. I'm rethinking my answer. Not Godzilla. Definitely not. <laughs> a dinosaur but a cute one like a little plant eating one a baby plant eating dinosaur is my oh. final answer okay same okay good i'm glad we could agree on this <laughs> that was a beautiful question to end this truth or drink on thank you so much for everybody who <laughs> sent in questions they were all so fun this has been a roller coaster of an episode oh my god for sure you know it, I, it started I, off so well i have no idea i think you know what, it started off really well. Mm. We had a very dramatic little interlude with yeah. the champagne popping, and I think we've recovered again. Yeah. I think we did, like, somehow deviate it into a whole other topic. Yeah, Which might sure. become a n- new episode. Yeah. But this was fun. It was fun. It's fun to record in person. Yeah, it, it is. It feels more like I'm talking to you than... Because you are. Shocker. Bah! Uh. As in, I got to actually look in your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think when we're on camera, I just, like, look away, kind of, when I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. And we'll speak to you next week and we'll be probably distanced again, which yeah. is sad. But I hope you enjoyed 
this episode. I hope the audio wasn't too bad because at the moment we're literally just handling backwards and forwards the <laughs> microphone. We have no idea how this sounds. Yeah, we will try do our research on like the best way to record in person because obviously hopefully we'll get to do this more often yeah i think i think it would be good yeah but yeah this is not ideal is it (laughs) no (laughs) so but yeah we hope you're having a great week and we'll speak to you next week speak to you next week thank you bye guys bye bye